Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, welcome into Loho Daily. I am Lawrence Holmes, a.k.a. Loho. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. I am recording the podcast today from the comfort of my couch in my office and as i'm recording this nba free agency is going haywire i'm i'm sitting here in the aftermath of kevin durant deciding that he's going to go to brooklyn and Kyrie's going to go to brooklyn and of course you have to wait on kevin durant because he had the achilles injury it's pretty crazy it's not unforeseen there were a lot of people that I talked to who cover the NBA, who thought that this was a real possibility that Kevin Durant would end up playing with the Nets and that Kyrie would end up going there too. What's really interesting about it is that going into free free agency, you would, you would think because of the way we talk about the NBA, how fans of the NBA talk about the NBA, that the only places that people want to go considering that that there were a bunch of big markets that had cap room for free agents, that the only places that people want to go is to the Lakers or to the Knicks. And it may turn out that the Nets and the Clippers end up having a better free agency tenure, or at least are a, a better looking free agency destination. Now, again, I'm recording this as everything is going on. Kawhi still hasn't made a decision while I'm recording this, but you could see him end up at the Clippers or stay in Toronto. Um, Let me make an argument for both, just in case I'm covered. And then I guess I should probably talk about him being a Laker. Him going to the Clippers gets him closer, gets him back home. They're a team that was pretty good even without him. He's probably the missing piece if he joins the Clippers. If he stays in Toronto, no one's mad at that at all. It makes all the sense in the world for him to do it. And I think it's kind of... It would be cool if he stayed in Toronto, but I would totally understand if he went to the Clippers. If he goes to the Lakers, that's a that's a different podcast, the one that I would need a guest on for. But the reason that I bring it up is we always I think we overestimate and that might be a reason why fans will sometimes talk about the concept of East Coast bias. My show emanates out of Chicago. I'm a lifelong Chicagoan. I've done my show in Chicago. The podcast obviously is worldwide. People can can check it out wherever they are. But the the show is as much Chicago as I am, Chicago. And I've always it's always nagged me. I did a TV show a few years ago. God, this this may have even been back in 2010. When I did a show on what was then Comcast Sportsnet, and I was talking about 
free agency because everyone's like, oh, well, you know, if, if LeBron really wants to be a champion, he'll come play at Madison Square Garden. I, I have never, it, like, in, in the history of me being around and covering sports, I don't know if there's a franchise with a bigger ego with less accomplished than the New York Knicks. What are we talking about? Like, what, 40? Has it been like 45 years or whatever since they won a title? And they... Let me give you the 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 academic, like, kind of logical thinking about New York. New York is a beautiful city. It's a fun city. It's got a lot of energy. Whenever I go visit New York, I never walk away going, man, I hate New York. Things have changed. I'm 44. When I was growing up, yes, there was the feeling of you have to make it in New York or LA to have made it that you, you haven't made it until you're there. Strangely enough, I grew up in the era of Michael Jordan who became a global superstar in Chicago. Now Chicago's market three. So it's not that crazy. I also grew up in the era where Oprah Winfrey became a global star in Chicago. Again, market three. But for some reason, there's this attachment to, well, New York is, there's going to be so many marketing opportunities for someone who wants to be a star. And that's why you should come play with the Knicks. I understand that the Nets are in Brooklyn, which is also in New York. But I've always thought that the arrogance that people who cover the Knicks and people who root for the Knicks show when it comes to that is just so myopic. Kevin Durant became a star in Oklahoma City. LeBron James became a global icon in Cleveland. The NBA, more than any other sport, I think, lends itself to individuals becoming stars wherever they are. That the world, and because of the the way that we're all interconnected now, the world will come to you. You don't have to go to New York and you're going to hear a lot of people over the next few days talking about how if he really wanted to do it, he would do it at the garden and not do it in whatever they're calling that place in Brooklyn. Now is it the eyes? I don't even know, but you have to do it at the garden. I've broadcast from mass and square garden. I did think it was an honor to do it. I do think that place has a lot of incredible history especially boxing history that people don't talk about that much, but the basketball, like that's, that's long gone fam. That's over. No one feels like they have to be in, be a Nick. No one thinks other than Julius Randle. um, No one is sitting there going, I have to be a New York Nick. I have to do it at the garden. You can do it at the garden on the road. Look at Michael Jordan. Michael's a legend because he did it. He scored 55 and no, the, the inflated ego of the Knicks to me and Knicks fandom and people who cover the Knicks is amazing. 
It's amazing. But like I was saying, back to the interconnectivity, because we're all interconnected, you can become a star anywhere. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter if you're playing in Oklahoma City, Russell Westbrook is an MVP, and another guy who has found fame and fortune in Oklahoma City. It'll be in New Orleans for Zion. If Zion is doing all of the crazy stuff that he did in college in the pros, it'll be just as great for him in New Orleans as it would be in New York. The only thing that I will say that New York offers, and I think is a little bit of a detriment, is the pressure cooker. That, yes, there are a lot of eyes that are on you. And because of that, it leads to it leads to so much scrutiny on your career. One of the things that I fear for Kevin Durant was if he joined the Knicks would be, well, how quickly is he going to be back? Even though we know that his injury is at least a year with the torn Achilles. And come to find out that the Knicks owner, James Dolan, at least uh, according to Sports Illustrated, according to Ramona Shelburne of ESPN, he wasn't sure about whether or not Durant was going to be 100%. So that's why he didn't offer him the max. You've been gassing your fan base up for years about free agency this year. You've been gassing your fan base up hardcore since March, talking about how things set up. Like, think about the the events that have happened now to the Knicks. And I think it was the New York Daily News that had the, the headline of the Knicks lose game five when Durant got hurt in game five of the NBA Finals because it made him a less attractive, I'm putting that in air quotes, less attractive free agency signing. But that whole fan base has been gassed up to believe that everyone wants to come play for the Knicks. And the truth is, nobody wants to come play for the Knicks. Now, here's the swerve for you. As I said, I am based in Chicago. My fear is that the Bulls as a franchise turn into the Knicks. They've accomplished more in the last, you know, 25 years than arguably the Knicks has have, have as an organization considering the actual landscape and how many teams are in the NBA. The six titles that Jordan won, they stare at you. And they've been staring at Bulls fans for 21 years now, waiting for there to be some semblance of a return to not even dominance, but relevance in the NBA. There was a spasm of it when Derrick Rose was was the MVP of the league, the youngest MVP ever in the league. And the Bulls looked like they might be some sort of competition for LeBron's teams in the East. But they kept running into those teams and LeBron kept winning which you shouldn't hang your head. I mean, you could argue that he's the greatest player that's ever played. People in Chicago won't make that argument, but there are plenty of people who will, and they they have every right to make that argument because he's incredible. 
I don't want the Bulls to be the Knicks. With the Knicks, we're talking about double the amount of time since the championship. They'll point to the Ewing era. They'll they'll point to that and, and be like, well, we were a really good team that kept running into Jordan and Jordan kept knocking you out of the playoffs. And even when Jordan was gone, it was Akeem Olajuwon. You kept running into him and he was knocking you out of the playoffs. I don't want to be sitting here doing the podcast 20 years from now, almost retired, and, and and be talking about the Bulls in the same way that we talk about the Knicks. Like, that's what's so frustrating. I've had conversations with, with Bulls fans about this, and the Bulls teams that won titles, those are my teams. When they won their first title in, in 91, I was 16 years old. I had just turned 16 when they won. Like, that... That group of Bulls players over that seven-year stretch, like those are that's those are my guys. Like I rode the ride with them of having to deal with the Knicks and trying to get over the Pistons and Reggie Miller and all this jazz. To speaking of jazz and them beating them twice, the Bulls fan who's twenty-five years old doesn't remember that team. Because they weren't born yet. A 25-year-old doesn't really remember the 1998 Bulls championship team. They were alive, but how invested were they back then? They weren't that invested in it because they were four or whatever. But to me, it's a cautionary tale, man. And with the the way that things have changed in society at large and the way that things have changed from an information standpoint, like take, for example, Kevin Durant was able to announce what he wanted to do, even though their story, you know, broke before that, but wasn't able to announce what he wanted to do through his own media company. That's how much things have changed. The idea of the big market, we we have been, this is, we, I'm talking about us in the media, we have been consumed by the idea that the big market means something to these players. And the truth is, is that if you do it the right way, a big market can be anywhere. Now, granted, I'm not here to tell you that living in Chicago isn't great. It's phenomenal. And what the Bulls have done, where the practice facility and the United Center are right in the middle of the city, you don't have to do that Birdo Center thing anymore. You don't have to be all the way up in the suburbs and Deerfield. I do think that that is an advantage. I also think that there are disadvantages. And the disadvantages are winter, for example. If you sign here, you know that most of your time, there's going to be some miserable January and February nights where you're getting to the UC. Now, it might not matter because it's a world-class city and you can be very happy here. But the the days of that being the draw for players, I think is over. I think the comfort 
matters more. It's why I wasn't mad at LeBron for wanting to be in Miami. I was mad how that all went down. But you know what's great? Living in Miami for the winter months. And you're like, well, wait, what about New York? New York's not as bad as Chicago is in the winter. Quiet as it's kept. But this idea of market size mattering to these guys, they're their own companies now. And I think that that smaller market teams like Milwaukee, they should they should understand that. They should understand that maybe it doesn't mean that Giannis has to go anywhere, that Giannis can be a worldwide superstar like he is playing in Milwaukee. And for some guys, that might fit better. It might be better to be away from the glare of Los Angeles or New York or Chicago. Even a city like Toronto, where it's a huge city, it's basically Chicago. But the level of intensity of coverage through this first championship that the Raptors won doesn't rise to the level of not being able to go out in the streets like you might have in New York or the level of scrutiny and sometimes unwarranted scrutiny that goes with being in a place like the Knicks or like the Lakers. There's less pressure. And I'm sure there's someone who's going to push back on this and go, well, if such and such player X is a real star, they won't worry about the pressure. Well, that's not realistic. You want to have the best possible working conditions you can get. And you can get them in other places. Like Kevin Durant's getting ready to show you with it being Brooklyn. And again, I know Brooklyn is in New York. It's not the same thing. He gets to, with the Brooklyn franchise, he gets to carve a niche. With the Knicks, you have to kiss the ring and bow down to history. It's the same thing with the Lakers. You have to do all of this, this tap dancing and nonsense that... I don't think that anyone who wants to play ball in, in 2019 and beyond cares that much about, I think guys just want to play and they do want to be stars. I don't want to discount that, but if you're good enough, it will find you. The stardom will find you. So that's kind of my word on this. And again, I just don't, I don't want the Bulls to turn into the Knicks. I don't want the Bulls to turn into the franchise that everyone looks at and goes, man, remember when the Bulls were really good? And I know that we're there because we're 21 years away from from Jordan and we're, what, eight years away from Derrick Rose being an MVP? But think about how easy it is to laugh at the Knicks right now. They had this whole thing built up as if Kyrie and Kevin Durant were coming there. And those guys were like, nah, we'll play 20 minutes away in Brooklyn. Don't need all of the Knicks stuff. It doesn't matter to us to play at Madison Square Garden. That doesn't matter. I'm going to build my empire wherever I want. And then people are going to follow. 
So day one of free agency in the NBA has been spectacular. And no, at the end of all of this, the Bulls are kind of sitting there knowing that no free agent is going to choose them, which makes all of us sad. Hopefully, hopefully they have done a good job drafting and developing their own players. I I mean, you do have folks that have been like, no, I don't let like Anthony Davis be like, no, I don't want to go there. Don't trade me there. He's from here. I'll leave my uh, bashing of the Bulls till later of the week. This was just more of a bashing of the Knicks, to be quite honest. And I, I, I hope that it serves as a wake-up call that as a franchise, they have to understand that what they thought drew people to them no longer draws people to them. And please, Bulls, understand that you're in the same boat. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.